1: Hello and welcome to It's Black and White, the Derby Telegraph's Derby County podcast. We're on episode five already, five weeks worth of podcasts. Our time flies when you're having fun, doesn't it? Uh, I'm Johnny Bernal and I'm once again joined by Steve Nicholson and Chris Watson. Uh, we good, gentlemen? Good bank holiday?
0: Yeah, very good. Uh, we've got a cup of coffee here, made by you, Johnny, which is the yes. first one you've made since you've joined us. Thank you for pointing that really out. So it's not it, the first it could one. Be a, it could be a very good <laughs> podcast. You've not brought your <laughs> chocolate biscuits down
1: there. I did buy chocolate biscuits yeah, yes, and you I not brought them down to but I gave, I gave I actually gave them to you when I when I came yeah, in sure, sure. so there's only one person to blame for that I yeah, think indeed. anyway on with the uh, on with the football and we'll start with uh, the positives if we if we can so going back to last Tuesday in the Carabao Cup at Grimsby uh, a 1-0 win uh, for the Rams obviously it was a rearranged tie from the abandoned game before Um, good game deserved victory or sort of
0: It was a deserved victory yeah it was uh, they made a lot of changes obviously you know Gary Rout said he was going to make changes and and they fielded a team which really on paper when you looked at it is a championship team you know I think when managers get criticised when they make changes and bring youngsters in under 23 players that type of thing but Gary Rout made the changes and, and it was it was very much first team squad players so that, that was one thing uh, they weren't particularly good first half Derby but, but when you make 10 changes you're going to get a fractured kind of performance very rare that, that 10 changes can suddenly produce a smooth team performance so that, that wasn't a surprise they improved second half and, uh, and, and they won the game through a uh, Mate Vidra penalty another mm-hmm. streaky penalty should I say <laughs> he's had two now and, and both times the keeper's got his hands on and probably should have saved them but, but it went in and that's all that matters
1: Yeah, Chris thoughts on the game? Yeah, it
2: was interesting because in the abandoned game, Derby started very well, got a goal, and and it looked like they w- they would have gone on to win comfortably. It was it was a very different situation this time around. Grimsby started a lot mm. better, and and you kind of thought Derby are going to be in for a, a, a decent test here, and so it proved. But they, you know they got the job done. They kept a, a clean sheet. Um, they were aided slightly by a red card to Ben Davis, um, yeah. former Derby diagram, which was all a bit strange because because we. Uh, it was a second bookable offence, and I think we we weren't quite sure no. why he'd been booked uh, the, the first time. I tell you what, but, uh, the,
0: the sudden panic in the press box when when you're kind of thinking, well, is that a straight red or is it a second mm-hmm. yellow? And then people are saying it's a second yellow and then a red, and you're kind of looking down thinking, well, when was the first yellow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was a kind of, that was shown to him really an instant which I I still can't work out because I, I thought the foul. Was was committed, was by, committed by somebody else, not Ben Davis. Now, whether he complained about <laughs> the decision, I don't know. But it's one of them. Sometimes when referees brandish cards or, or do it so quickly, yeah. you actually don't you yeah. actually don't see it. You know, and and so we were kind of scraping around a little bit to uh, play catch up <laughs> there. But uh, but unlike Ben, I mean, anyone who knows Ben Davis. Uh, not like him to get a, a red card. Indeed, league. indeed.
2: Um, but th- there was there was quite a few talking points from the game. Um, there was a, a first start for Tom Lawrence, and he looked lively at times, although it didn't quite happen for him. Did it? He had a couple of couple of decent chances, which you you know on the basis of his form last season, you'd have expected mm. him to put away. But maybe he was a bit too sort of keen, keen. to, to try. Mean, the and the get one, that set, first the one
0: second half. Yeah. I think when Chris Martin pulled it back to him, really he should score. You know, in in front of goal, uh, I can't remember fifteen yards out, or whatever, and he, and he sliced it wide. So probably just that little over eagerness sometimes. If, you, if if you kind of yeah. tense up in that moment, and you try and maybe hit hit the ball, but put too much behind your shot, you know, you, you miss the target. When I think in hopefully in a few weeks time, he, he'll be more settled, and he probably kinda of just stroke one of those into the net. Mm. I mean, some fans
1: were sort of saying afterwards, well. You know, you scrape past the league two side via a penalty. Do you sort of buy that, or a win's
0: a win, isn't it? Surely. I, I think a lot of games. I think if you look back over over past seasons, a lot of first round games in, in this competition, uh, whatever the competition is called at, at the time, the Milk uh, Cup. <laughs> yes, uh, I've seen a lot of different names for it. But if you look back at first round ties, there's a lot of those types of games. Mm. Win or lose, they, they can be very scratchy at times. And and uh, I once I once got in trouble with a former manager some, some years ago when uh, Derby I think over two legs drew 2-2 with Chester if I am right and uh, I wrote the next morning that they'd scraped through on the away goal it was at the time in the tournament and uh, I got a phone call soon after the paper had kind of <laughs> arrived at the baseball ground and the uh, phone call just said scrape through Scrape through, we're into the next round, and that's all that matters. So I have my kind of knuckles wrapped a little bit, <laughs> not for the first time, on that and not for the last, not time. for sure. the last time either. <laughs> uh, but no, the, the key is to get through, isn't it? Yeah. And, and as Chris said, strange really, because the the first the, the, the original tie Darby looked very comfortable before it was abandoned, and you could see a, a two, three, or four goal win the way mm. they were playing. This was a different feel to it. I thought Grimsby really. Put in a good shift for Russell Slade. I thought it was a good performance by them. Very solid. Um, one or two threats as well. Uh, so it was a different game, and it, it was actually the type of game you expected in the first place. to mm. tie. So uh, scraped through maybe one 0 but but the keys to get through, and that's what they've done.
2: And just another point to make on that: uh, Gary Rout was able to bring on a couple of the youngsters um, mm. Mm. later on uh, to close the game out. Uh, there, uh, Timmy Elsnick. And a senior debut for Kellen Gordon, who um, who came on on the wing for for a few minutes, and uh, they both did okay.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's great for them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's absolutely great. They'll remember that forever, won't they? Yeah. That, that that first first game, and uh, it, was, it was great to see. You know, and uh, it's a nice little moment for Callum Gordon over the right hand side. He was in a very tight situation by a touchline. He showed good footwork and good composure to get out of it, and, and right in front of the. Derby fans as well, and they, they, you know, they appreciated that. So that's a mm. lovely moment for
1: them. Excellent, yeah. And um, obviously now they Derby move into round two. Uh, <clears throat> all the other teams have, have played their second round ties, of course, uh, but they play Barnsley away. Uh, we've sort of known that for a, a couple of weeks now. But if they beat Barnsley, they've got the uh, the plum draw of a trip to Wembley. Play Tottenham Hotspur, not uh, not not a bad one, is it?
0: What's the parking like at Wembley for these games? I don't know. It'll probably uh, cost you an arm and a leg. <laughs> probably cost you an arm and a leg as well. Get ready for the expenses claim on that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, first of all, I mean, let, let's you know, let's be straight on this one. Barnsley will see the same opportunity. Absolutely. You know, a, a, a Wembley occasion for them will, will be great as well. Mm. So, you know, the Barnsley game won't be easy. Uh, I'm just a little disappointed that, you know, I might be going to Wembley again to watch Derby. But, but in a league cup, yeah. third round tie, I, I I just don't get it myself. I I, th- I think you know I know Spurs have, have had to move because they're doing their ground, but for a league club to be playing their all their home games at Wembley, I, I, I'm not having that. Mm. I, I what like what are they supposed to do? I don't know what they're supposed to do. <laughs> but I they do not I, but You know what? Anybody? I don't like it, and I don't like. Yeah. we can go on a lot of lots of things. I don't like semi-finals at Wembley. I, think I you'd agree with us that. The whole yeah. occasion. Uh, the idea always with the semi-final was win your semi-final and you book a place at Wembley. We've already been to Wembley in the semi-final. Mm-hmm. I, I think the whole thing's a nonsense. Spurs have to find somewhere to to to, mm-hmm. to, uh, to play. Of course, although you know, other other clubs have redeveloped the ground, not to the extent that Spurs are, because basically they have knocked it down and mm-hmm. built a new one on the same place, yeah. Roughly, yeah. roughly on the same place. Uh, but it still be, you know, when I go to Wembley, I, I like it to be covering the final Derby, yeah. which is, you know, in a final yeah. or a playoff final, which we mm. have done, obviously. It would be nice to go on that occasion. So it'll be interesting. I mean, but as I say, they've got to get past Barnsley first, yeah. and, and they'll see the same carrot, of course.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, both teams will see it as a, a, a big trip should they win. So, I mean, it could almost make it a very cagey match, couldn't it? The Barnsley against Derby game.
2: Yeah, well, and I think, you know, any. Any derby fans, I'm sure they won't think that, but if there are any who are thinking, oh, you know, we're, we're off to Wembley sort of thing, only needs to yeah. look back to the league game at Oakwell last season when um, they were soundly beaten. And um, Barnsley, you know, have consistently sort of upset the odds when people are, are sort of backing them to get relegated and that kind of thing. And, and they, they had a bit of an iffy start and then they beat Sunderland 3 0 at the mm-hmm. weekend, so that's a great result for them. So, so yeah, they'll
0: certainly be. Uh, be uh, having half an eye on that yeah. draw as it's well. Be interesting to see what Gary Rowett does with the team. Yeah, you yeah. know because sometimes managers are very consistent and they continue to make changes mm-hmm. uh, in the competition. Uh, other managers I've kind of seen have kind of depended on the tie that they that they play next, depending on how many changes they make. So it'd be interesting if Gary Rowett goes with big changes again. And say you know, mm-hmm. ten changes. Does, does he do the same again to give? players in the squad much needed minutes on the pitch or does he think I tell you what if we win this round it'd be a nice evening out at Wembley Mm. Uh, it'd be fascinating I I do think it
1: may be quite strange to hear either home or away supporters singing you know the old K. Sarah song In uh, a Carabao Cup second round tie. <laughs> We're going to Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it will be strange. Also, I'd be interested to see how many tickets are available because I know for the league games, uh, they restricted to about 3,000, aren't they? Yeah, for it's Tottenham. just that one corner. Yeah, yeah. so mm. I don't know whether in the, in the League Cup they will have more tickets down.
1: Isn't it meant to be 10% or is that FA Cup? Oh, that's uh, so, FA Cup. It's FA it, Cup, yeah. 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 So, I,
0: think, I think it's just done...
2: Um, I don't know this for sure, but I think it's just done with, you know, on a discussion between the two clubs Mm. basically. I think
0: also what's interesting, of course, is obviously we don't know the exact date of when this game will be played, mm. but it's looking like October. I think it could be on the fourth
2: round. It, it sounds yeah. like it could be on the fourth round. I'll tell round you
0: what, you have a look week. at Tottenham's fixtures in October with Champions League Champions games, because their Champions League group, by the way, yes, is yeah. it's very tough. Yeah. Real Madrid are in there, Dortmund. I think Dortmund as oh, well. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So just have a look at the fixtures, because this tie could fall at a very interesting time mm. for Tottenham. And if it falls in between key matches like Premier League and then Premier, uh, Champions League, that'll be fascinating to see what side Tottenham Field as well yeah. because you know these big clubs you know they can feel good sides but they have to be careful at times not to not to change the side too much because it can come slip Yeah,
1: but as we say, obviously you have to get get past Barnsley. Indeed, those, and I say,
0: Bar- as Chris says, you know, Barnsley last season you know beat Derby and, mm. and deservedly so. Yeah,
1: right. Do we move on to the weekend and uh, oh Sheffield United? <laughs> I think yeah, I think that's the, the nature of the beast, as they say, isn't it? Um Going into the game on the back of three wins, decent run of form, sort of mood seemed lifted around Pride Park, and then, um, yeah, everything sort of came unstuck at Sheffield United with a 3 1 defeat.
0: It's strange, isn't it, because we knew it would be a different game Mm. to, to winning at Bolton and beating Preston. We knew it would be different. We knew the atmosphere would be different. It's all these things we spoke about before the game. The atmosphere would be different, the tempo from Sheffield United would be different to what Derby faced at Bolton Bolton by the way are struggling at the moment You know we have to remember that uh, but the, the tempo was going to be different so the whole feel was going to be different we spoke about it, we wrote about it Gary Rout spoke about it, he told the players about it and for some reason hmm. the players seemed to forget that and uh, you've got to give credit to Sheffield United, I mean Derby were poor hmm. you know, first off particularly they were very poor uh, but you've got to give Sheffield United credit they really played well. Good game plan, system worked for them. Uh, midfield busy, energetic. That inf- that, that that's infectious on, on on the players around you, your teammates. And they were just too lively for Derby. Won too many second balls. Uh, they, they they were just second best. <laughs> mm. Derby second best throughout. Improved a bit second half. But and then Gary Out made a great point by the way. It's easy to improve when you're two mil down. Yeah. That's that's not improvement. That's not character. That's just reaction, you know. Mm. And so the, you, you you will you will always see that, uh, but yeah, they, they knew what it would be like, and and they never handled the occasion mm. at mm. all.
2: Because it doesn't help when the, the game plan kind of goes out of the window after four minutes, doesn't it? Really. And, and if you're if you're going out on yeah. the touchline, you sort of think, well, what what could I have done about that? I mean. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a, a bad mistake by Scott Carson, but it wasn't. It wasn't a great. wasn't the greatest of back passes from Tom Huddleston. He's kind of played it onto his left foot at a fair bit of pace. He's had to kind of come wide of his goal, and I mean, you would never do this as a goalkeeper, but you kind of think on reflection, he'd have been better off just letting it go out for a corner. Mm. <laughs> but instead, he's he's um, he's tried to clear it first time. It, it's gone along the floor. It's gone straight to Billy Sharp, and and he's it back into the, the unguarded net from about 25 yards, which, although it was an unguarded net, he's still—it's still a very good f- first-time finish. Um, but that that immediately lifts them, knocks Derby back, and then the second goal w- was sort of equally unpredictable, if you like, in that um, Johnny Russell's just just uh, drilled it into the bottom corner of his of his own net inexplicably, but it's. I guess it's just one of those one of those things it kind of summed up the day. Right? It did sum
0: up the day. I mean, uh, I think the back pass from from Tom Huddleston was sloppy, which summed up Derby. Uh, Derby's start to the game. Uh, you know, even in those early moments, you've got to do things right. You know, whether it's a short pass, whether it's a tackle, whether it's a clearance, they've got to be right. Everything's got to mm. be right, uh, not to give the say Chris said, give the home side uh, heart, as it were, and. Uh, uh, I felt a bit for Scott Carson because it was a rare mistake by him, you know, he has been Derby's most consistent player in the past year or so You know, player of the year last season uh, so it's not something he does very often mm. uh, but, it, but it was a poor start obviously and, and the second goal uh, rather summed up Derby's uh, first half, having said that Mate Vidra wasted two fantastic opportunities in between those two goals because I still think had Derby equalised I still think they could have gone on and, and got some mm. from the game and probably won it. Uh, but Mati Vidra has got to be better in those positions. He's got to be more decisive than he showed. Uh, it kind of set me thinking, and we spoke about this, and, and driving home in the car uh, from Bramall Lane, you know, what kind of forward Mati Vidra is. and It seems to me he's more of an instinctive finisher, than than, than a natural Mm. finisher if you like where sometimes Mm. forwards when they've got too much time to think about what they're going to do and on the second opportunity when he was put through he had probably a little too too much much time time. Mm. when there are times he scored goals for Derby where it's been more instinctive Mm. you know and that's just the difference of, of strikers at times but they were two good opportunities and Derby didn't make the most of them and I'd say the own goal made it two 0 and then it was a mountain to climb. Yeah,
1: just just going back to that own goal. I mean, it's it's certainly well, you see loads of own goals across the country every Saturday, but I mean the the way that that came about and the, the finish itself is certainly not something you see every week. Um, can you sort of recall any of the dodgy own goals that you've you've well, seen he, over he the he years? gave the keeper no chance. <laughs> it was a, it was a great fit. do
2: hey, blame sorry, Scott John. Carson. Yeah, yeah. blame Scott Carson well, we, for that one. We were just. Briefly talking about it, and of course, there was Darren Bent had quite a comical own goal uh, against Leicester last season in the Cup, where I think he's just—he was trying to clear it pretty much off his own lines, just sliced it in. But then again, you know, he's made a living out of uh, scoring from two yards, hasn't he? Uh, <laughs> he was in the right place. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, yeah play, that's where he usually scores from. Exactly. As such, but, uh, <laughs>
0: just on the opposite uh, line. i say. Do you- Johnny's own goal, it looked, it looked bad and he yeah. left himself open to a bit of ridicule from some other people but, but as Chris pointed out earlier if you watch it very closely there's a split second in it all you know what I mean uh, I think that the lad may have helped it on to Johnny as he's Got gone to clear it. and suddenly it's looked like he's just strode up and smashed it in the bottom corner mm. You know, so often with these situations it's, it is a split second that's all it takes for for something to go right or something to go wrong. Uh, but the, the whole heart, it kind of summed up the whole heart, really. Yeah. And Derby, you know, as Gary Arsley asked, they've got to be better than that. Mm. They, They've got to be better than
1: that. Were there any positives at all that you can take from the game? Because, you know, there are, I certainly couldn't see any, you know, from fans on social media afterwards. You know, your, your player ratings were the okay. lowest of the season. Um, Everybody seemed extremely downbeat after that so I mean you two were both there is there anything that you can sort of give as a a positive
0: there there, there was very little really I mean Mm. uh, if you just look at individuals I thought Andre Wisdom was as good as any Derby player I didn't think Richard Keogh and Curtis Davis did too much wrong you know Uh, but that's saying that's not saying a great deal as such Uh, Craig Bryson coming on scoring a goal is a plus you know because I think the Craig Bryson we, we, we've we seen in the past is capable of scoring goals mm-hmm. from midfield, and Derby certainly need them. Uh, so that, that's a plus. Whether or not it's going to be enough to, to get Craig Bryson in the team, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, so the, 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 the I say there's not many pluses, but the, the problem with Derby have is, and the, the problem with the Championship season is that if we're not mm-hmm. careful, we're always going to kind of be lurching from. From good to bad, mm-hmm. you, know, the, you know you can't always be looking to bounce back. You know, Derby will lose games; they will lose more games this season as well. It's the manner of the defeat which you look at, and the manner of the defeat wasn't great. But they will lose games, and and but you don't mind losing games. You know, sometimes if you lose two one or to an old goal or whatever, and, and you and you've really put it in as such. But we, we just got to be careful. I just got a feeling at the moment we're going to. We don't. We need to avoid kind of lurching from great forty-five minutes at Bolton, awful forty-five minutes mm. at, at, at Sheffield United, and that's where consistency comes in, and that's what's missing. It's not a great deal. People talk about effort and no all this. The players put the effort in. They don't. They didn't not put effort in. The effort was there. It's just that Sheffield United bettered that effort. Mm. They were. They. They were more energetic, and and they were more effective in their efforts. So that that was uh, what's missing. From Derby's team, and what has been missing now for for a, a few seasons is is consistency. Mm. That's what you're in, and you go to Sheffield United if you've won at mm. won at Bolton and beaten Preston. Go to Sheffield United, and if it's not your day, then make sure you don't get beat. Mm. But at the moment, Derby just seems to lurch from from a good day to to a not so good day, and they've they've got they've got a knock mm. their head.
2: I think I think just backing up what Steve was saying. Um, Thought Andre Wisden had a very good game. He he looks strong, um, and he also he looks like he, he can be a, a, another leader for Derby. I think he, he. I mean, I don't know, but he, he looks like he's matured as a player. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could see him. He was he was talking to a lot of you know um, barking instructions to his teammates, telling them what was what was going wrong and that sort of thing. He spoke to the press afterwards, and I thought spoke very well mm. uh, about it. Um, and I think he's had a, he's had a really good start to the season, and it, it does sound strange when you concede three goals. But 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 as you say, Keo and, and Davis didn't do an awful lot wrong. And if, if you look at it, it's two freak goals really, yeah. which it's hard to to defend against. And then the third one is right at the head end head. when yeah. the keepers up um, joining the attack. Mm-hmm. So so you know it, it's hard to pull out the positives. But maybe there were a few. I, I also thought that. As Steve's alluded to with, with Vidra earlier, Derby got into some good areas, and you felt that, and you felt that if the system had just been working a little bit better, they could have taken advantage of that more. Mm. Now I suppose it's more worrying if you're not creating anything at all, and and it's not it's not like they had numerous uh, clear openings, but there was that, you know, in the system that they played, there is that threat. From those front three, front four, but it's just pulling it all together, and it's it's finding that finish if you Vidra or whatever, or or from Weiman or from from Russell. But but I think they can. I still think they can be a handful for defenses in, in this yeah. in
0: this division. I, I think you're right. I mean, and, and at Bolton they were. Yeah. And and what's interesting at about half past two on Saturday before the Sheffield game, I sent a tweet out that says it'll be interesting today to see how the the three behind David Nugent play and the reason I sent that out was because Andy Vyman against Preston was very impressive against Bolton he was anonymous really he didn't didn't, didn't, didn't do too much to affect the game so how was he going to play in this Mm. game how was Johnny Russell going to play very good at Bolton probably his best game of the season could he back it up again what about Vidra could he back up the performance at Bolton again and that's why I wrote it because that uncertainty is there and that's inconsistency you know, so Derby are inconsistent as a team, but too many individuals within the team are inconsistent. Mm. I and mean, as we saw on uh, Saturday, uh, Johnny had a, 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 a poor day. You know, uh, although, although the reaction I think I heard from some supporters when he was substituted is uh, he's unnecessary, and there's no place for that. Mm. Uh, Vihman, I thought, had a very poor day as well. Uh, Vidra could have had a good day if he'd made the most of good situations. But didn't and David Nugent didn't have a great day either. So that inconsistency you've got to be more consistent. Mm. And and that's what it was on my mind before the game and that's why I tweeted out. Yeah. So I mean on, on that inconsistency then we're
1: five games into the into the championship season. It's it's the first sort of mini break now, if you like. Uh, two wins, two defeats and a draw, that's about as sort of inconsistent as it as it gets. What have you sort of made of the of the start
0: of the season? Well, it's interesting because I was, myself and Chris were talking about it, and uh, I asked Gary out that very question uh, in the press conference after the Sheffield United game, and he he said it's been average, at the start of the season, and must do better. So that's that's obviously if you got seven points from fifteen, that's 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 bang right in the middle virtually. Mm. Uh, but I had a, I had a quick look in the in, in, over the past ten seasons in the championship since Derby were relegated from the Premier League, and actually. On only two occasions, only in two seasons, have they bettered seven points mm. out of the first fifteen. So we've, so done, actually, some, we've done some prep. Actually, we've done some one. prep, this, which this is unusual, isn't, isn't it? Just off the cuff. No. <laughs> uh, usually, it's off the cuff, isn't it? Usual. but uh, I actually done some prep work today, <laughs> and here <laughs> you can hear the paperwork. But no, it. Sound effects. it yeah. I mean, you can make stats say anything really, but, but I just thought it was interesting. You know, uh, there's a little disappointment floating around about Derby starts the season, but actually it's pretty par for the course for mm. Derby in the past 10 seasons. Uh, say, only twice have they bettered that points, okay. Cali. Once was under Nigel Clough in, uh, in 2011-12, reading my notes in front of <laughs> me. Uh, when they won four of the first five games, got 12 points to 15. And uh, the next best is eight points. So seven, actually, is is is, is right. As Gary Wright said, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty average. It's It's so... But you don't want to settle for average, do you? No, you don't. There's been worse seasons, Mm. but but we must remember, of course, it's five games. It's the start to a season, and and you're going to get that as well, Mm. you know. So very early, a a couple of fans asked me in in the web chat we did this this week about, you know, or do we write this season off? And you know, it's a season. How can you? You you can't write a season off. I always say. I always look at the table seriously after twelve games 12 to 15 games because by that time if you if you if you look back over tables by that time pretty much the the, the top bit and the bottom bit have sorted themselves out mm-hmm. you're going to get the odd ones making the challenge to be in the top six or the odd ones falling away dramatically and dropping into the bottom three but but usually is the, the table starts to take shape so that's when that's when we look at it it's only five games in you know so this the the it's obvious to say there's, there's lots of football to be played yet and we mustn't get too carried away by this one result and one performance. But as I say, the, the biggest thing for me is they've got to find some consistency, Derby. That, that's the key and, and, and I'm not just sure talking about this season past seasons that's cost them and, and you know I don't want that to cost them again. Yeah. Chris
1: have you done any prep from the from the start? Of none season. at all, no, <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> blag it. But, um,
2: well, I mean consistency is what it's what all the teams are striving yeah, for in the yeah. championship and and that's the kind of holy grail I feel like, isn't it? Because we've seen already that with one or two exceptions, everyone's been getting beaten uh, on on any given day and and Dar, I think Derby fans generally, and probably Derby players and, and management themselves, will, will be slightly disappointed mm-hmm. with with the points haul so far. And yet, I think it's two point two points off the top six, isn't it? So, you mentioned Barnsley
0: earlier. Yeah. Uh, Sunderland, has, you know, everyone thought, oh, they've they you know, mm. had a decent start, and then yeah. suddenly they go to Barnsley and get beat three 0 yeah. You know, Norwich go to Millwall, Millwall and lose four
2: 0 and that was Millwall's first win. Yeah, yeah. 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 so yeah. it's. It,
0: Listen, it's a championship. You know, mm. uh, many managers have said to me over the years, you know, don't get too high when you win, don't go too low when you when you lose. And in championship, you can't do that because, as I said earlier, you, you, you won't know where you are after a few games mm. because you're not sure whether you're disappointed or, or overjoyed. And and you really need you, you really just need to have a look at the game by itself, see the performance. I say that the problem with the defeat at Sheffield United is not the fact they lost; it's the manner, it's in, the manner it. in which they lost and the performance. That's the key, and because mm. and, they are going to lose games, simple as that. It's just about trying to find the right note, and as Chris says, all teams are looking for consistency.
2: Yeah. I think it doesn't help when it's immediately before an international break because no. you have sort of two weeks yeah. to, or just under two weeks in this case to stew on it, mm. um, rather than having a game
0: say on Tuesday night perfect for my intro I? To, to my match report that was <laughs> well, perfect really but we'll it's right, it. It right yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely right <laughs> Though it's the worst time isn't it yeah, to put in yeah, a performance absolutely. like that and, and, and suffer a defeat like that mm-hmm. because there's an awful long time between, between, between uh, that game and the next one
1: yeah so I mean verdict overall
0: not a disaster but, but plenty to work on then mm-hmm. yeah it's to say it's a lot can change and also a lot can change once the window closes of course absolutely. That's, that's another thing you know yeah. I mean you know, suddenly a team can, can suddenly land a couple of players that, that, that changes their fortunes, mm-hmm. or might, or might lose a couple of players that change their fortunes, and that again is the nonsense which we spoke about before of having the transfer window closing after five games of the season when it should close at the start of the season. Absolutely.
1: Um, so, derby aside, then there's another uh, talking point from Saturday that I just want to sort of bring to your attention and, and just sort of see what you make of this. Um, I'm sure that you would have, have caught up with, with all the football from Saturday as you both always do um, Manchester City at Bournemouth the Saturday lunchtime kick-off um, Raheem Sterling scores in the 98th minute scores the winning goal shows some passion by going to celebrate with the fans and subsequently picks up a yellow card which results in a red card is that right? he's he's being effectively sent off for showing passion for scoring in the last minute and celebrating with his fans to me that doesn't seem right but i'll open it out and i want to see what oh, you guys it's think. it's
2: it's right by the letter of the law because because that is the rule whether you agree with it or not so i think i think it's hard to criticize the referee because if he if he hasn't booked him then he's not following the rules i agree with you i think it's yeah. i think it's a daft rule
1: yeah um, i was going to say i don't dispute the rule in any yeah, way obviously yeah, the rule, yeah. rules are there and that is the rule as you say but i mean should that be a, a rule?
2: No, no, because I think it. You know, it is a, a sort of. We are in the in, in the entertainment industry mm. to a certain extent, aren't we? And, and I think fans have made that you know long journey to mm. Bournemouth, and it. I think it, you know, it's. I guess it's nice for them to sort of celebrate with the players and get a chance to to sort of see that that passion and emotion. I think I think it is it is a bit harsh, and it mm. and I think in the heat of the moment. You can't really tell a player to sort of say, "Well, hang on, can't think down. about, yeah. think about it," and you might end up getting suspended. <laughs> so don't do that because obviously it's an in, it's an instinctive um, thing. So I think yeah. it's a bit similar.
1: Well, I think that some of the fans had actually sort of spilled onto the pitch as well in their celebration. So technically, he wasn't even not off the pitch. So we'll send the fans off. There. <laughs> yeah. they, can,
0: they can serve the suspension yeah. for him, maybe. Yeah, right. yeah. Steve. Uh, I should say, it's the the laws of the game now, isn't it? That's the the yellow card. It's daft. Mm. Of course it's daft. And, uh, you know, to to book someone for celebrating a goal. uh, I must admit, though, I'd love to know when players changed as such. You know, why did players suddenly start taking their shirts off? Why? I don't understand that. What makes it's a you, very good point. What, oh, yeah. what makes you think?
1: It's all these it's gym a, routines before uh, you see. Oh, oh, seriously,
0: you've scored a goal, <laughs> right? Now, you, you know, what makes you think next, diving into the crowd? What makes you think that the well, I saw, I taking it, your shirt I saw you do it When you filed <laughs> Just before deadline The other yeah, night yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating no, That's the a reason <laughs> that, uh, you know, Hitting a deadline Is a reason to celebrate <laughs> Believe you me Although I didn't really Want to take my shirt off At Grimsby uh, but, but, but when did that Start happening It's a um, good point I
2: don't know well, Who uh, was uh, the first um, person to you
0: know, know? I'd love a player Ravanelli I'd love to ask a player He used to stick it Over his head Didn't he He didn't quite go All the way But but what makes them think I'm going to take my shirt off? I suppose yeah. it's just the it's modern the, thing, isn't it?
1: the raw emotion
0: that when in the but adrenaline. But, but I've seen I've seen players yeah. score winning goals in World Cup yeah. finals and in in other finals and things like that. They didn't take the shirt off. Maybe they've got some new tattoos. Yeah, to, that's uh, it. Show off.
1: I'm telling you, it's Maybe the gym routine before the game. It's the really? physique that they want to. So throw it's throw.
2: just
0: give it all that Is it?
2: <laughs> Ronaldo's stuff. All that. Yeah. That's exactly it. Is that's that? Is exactly exactly, that I,
0: I don't. I don't get. I, 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 I don't. <laughs> Thing where it comes into the mind to take your shirt off. Uh, It is funny though
2: when you see old footage of of goals being scored. Probably you know we're talking like 60s, 70s, even 80s, and it's a kind of little handshake. Why not walk back to the centre? You know what
0: would be be really cool? You know players working on goal celebrations, all this nonsense. What'd be really cool if someone just walked up to someone and shook hands? After they scored. Now, well, you know, my message to players is my message very to players is, you know, the next player to, to score for Derby County, let's let's go let's flip, yeah. go okay. back 50 years and 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 have a very kind of manly kind of handshake. so very well done some super goal. Do you think they're listening? Yeah. I hope they're listening. <laughs> It'd be very nice if they're listening. Very nice, yeah. Uh, but wouldn't that be great? Yeah. You know, why not set a trend? Just a handshake. You know, set a trend. Keep your shirt on. Just a handshake, all trot back to the halfway line. Let's, let's so, what about school. the fans as
1: well? Do they just turn to the person next nice to Nice applause would be nice. Shake their hands as well. Plight applause <laughs> all around. <laughs> uh, now, we are recording this on the Tuesday, um, and as everybody will know and has known throughout the summer, the transfer deadline day is on the Thursday. So, if you're listening to this after the Thursday, the, the deadline's been and gone, and there's probably been umpteen deals done and dusted that we don't yet know about. Um, but let's just sort of look forward to transfer deadline day. Um, what are we expecting?
0: It's a great question.
1: Uh, I'm full of them, I'm full of them. I know.
0: Uh, <laughs> all, I can, all we can say really is that Gary out continues to say he wants to sign at, at least another one or two players. Mm. Uh, and, and they're trying, uh, you know, they're trying to do that. It's a very difficult market. I know some fans don't like Hear that, but it is a difficult market because the prices are outrageous mm. at the moment. The transfer fees, and even to sign players on loan, the size of loan fee yeah. and wages <laughs> involved can, can be huge. And I think that's why probably teams are looking to do permanent deals now because, in mm. some ways, it makes more sense. Uh, it, it's been a tough. It's been a tough window. Derby have made four signs. They have said that they've got their number one targets, so that's good. But there are still areas of the side that and that the squad that, that need changing and uh, having said that they also got to trim their squad and that was always mm. going to be difficult and I think that's proven really d- you know listen to Gary Rout's quotes about it after the Sheffield United game he he sounded frustrated by that you know because it's hard to move players out mm. you know because you need clubs who want to buy them or take them and and then these players as I say have got good long contracts and it's made it it very difficult I think it's also
2: hard to stay true to your principles in this market because they've been very clear in saying we're not going to pay over the odds for players perhaps alluding to the fact that they may have done in the the not too um, distant past and yet if you you have that stance then there's always going to be another club out there that will say well we'll all right, if you're not going to pay that, we'll pay that, and so then you might appear to to miss out on a, on a target as such. Um, so I think it, you know it's admirable it's admirable to say that, but it's uh, but it but it must be tempting the closer it gets to the deadline mm. to say, well, if we really need a player, let's let's go and let's push the boat out and let's get them in. But mm. um, we shall see, or we will be revealed. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gerrard said after the Sheffield United game that that a performance and result it hadn't changed his thinking in terms of the the transfer window I mean for you two watching that and sort of seeing the the business that's been done already has it changed your
0: thinking in terms of what needs to be done in the next two days it probably hasn't changed the thinking I think it might have highlighted Mm. what what the thinking is and uh, I still think they need something extra in the final third of the pitch Talked about the inconsistencies of some of the, some of the individual players. I still think this needs something a bit different in there. Uh, just a bit more power and pace, I think, would help. There are times when I say that they haven't got enough pace in the team for me. Uh, and and midfield is is a it's a bit of a problem still. The balance in there because we've mm. been having Tom Huddleson in there with Bradley Johnson. Understand that combination in a four-two-three-one. But it's not it's not the balance isn't correct in that so then you think well do you put Bryce and Craig Bryson in for his legs in there to balance out maybe with Tom Huddleston uh, which would allow Bradley Johnson to play which I think is his better position is slightly further forward uh, do they still need that kind of player who's gonna snap and snarl around mm. midfield you know kind of make it his mm. area this is my area of the pitch that type of player now you could say well Football's moved on from that a little bit, but I still, think, I still think there's room in there for that. You know, high energy, you know, gets around the pitch, gets around mm. players, just just kind of busies it up. And I think United did that quite well yeah. on Saturday. So there are areas that still need to. I don't think it's changed opinion, but I think it's just highlighted uh, some points. Mm. Agree with that, Chris?
2: Well, yeah, I think. I mean, times times ticking down now, so you know, I think it'd be unrealistic to expect. You know, numerous signings to suddenly come through the door. Mm -hmm. You know, I may be proved wrong, but but maybe maybe one, maybe two. Possible, possibly, you know, a loan deal in there. I I think I think we've talked about it before. And Derby have in the past used the loan market well. um, And if you can pick up a a a good you know up and coming promising Premier League player uh, on loan, then I think that's a good option. But again, we've talked. You know, you're still looking at costing quite a bit in terms of loan fee in terms of wages mm-hmm. as well, so it's not it's not um, it's not like a freebie if you like, it's um, you still going to have to pay out for that yeah.
1: So I mean, in, in your expert opinion would you expect both ins and outs before Thursday?
0: Yeah, I still think there will be, yeah, I do um, I just think Gary Rout has said it so often that he's still with like one or two more in, which suggests mm-hmm. to me if that didn't happen, even though he said he'd be he'd be happy with his squad, the quality mm-hmm. of the squad if that didn't happen, he said it so often that you'd rather think it will happen. Mm-hmm. Moving out, I still think someone will go out as well. Yeah, I do at least one person because mm-hmm. the reason I say that is because players by now will be getting the idea of whether they're going to be involved or not. You know, I mean, uh, I think Ikechihan, you missed out on the 18 again. On Saturday, so players will now have an idea of whether they 're in gary Routes eleven or eighteen or that type of thing so mm. you know if they want to or they feel they need to go out and play football, then you could see that happening uh, so yeah i i yeah, I, I think both yeah. yeah I think I can see it in and out as well
2: i think the cl- I think the closer you get to the deadline, things suddenly come to a head then don't they where, where yeah. they might have been coasting along thinking well we might do something we might not do something when faced with the deadline that often suddenly pushes things along mm. which is why we mm. see quite so much movement right at the right at the, uh, the death um, and just another point to make it's it's not really transfer related but in terms of the squad of course Derby have got a couple of players coming back from injury long term injury as well and we've mm. seen um, George Thorne played um, yep. mm-hmm. 70 odd minutes for the under 23s uh, last Friday night against Sunderland scored a good goal got some valuable minutes under his belt I mean you know he still obviously has a long way to go in terms of getting his match fitness up but it was great to see that and that was that was his first appearance at Pride Park since he broke mm-hmm. his leg there I think more than 15 months ago so you know if they can get him back fit and in shape then that, that is like a new signing really isn't it and and obviously, obviously Jason Shackle um, has come back as well. We didn't mention him earlier, but he, of course, played ninety minutes in the cup game at Grimsby. Mm. So that, and, and of course, he was he was a mainstay of the derby starting lineup um, not so long ago. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see, you know, what what happens with those players as well. Instead, okay,
0: so they've got they're going to have a, if not careful, they're going to be left with a lot of players uh, twiddling their thumbs yeah. on a Saturday afternoon, and, and that, that's not good. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I was briefly going to mention George Thorne Chris, obviously, you were there. On Friday, so so saw him in the flesh. Was it, you know great to great him back out on the pitch. Were you impressed, sort of, with what you saw? Did he still was there still that bit of yeah, rust? Yeah, you know,
2: you don't lose that ability mm. overnight. And he and at that level, um, he controlled proceedings in midfield as he as he can do, mm. and looked very comfortable. Um, it was a great finish for the goal—a a ball sort of drilled drilled back from the left to the edge of the area. He's, he's very composed, taken a touch to, to kill it dead and, and then and then a great finish into the bottom corner from, from just outside the box. Um he's still you know, he didn't particularly seem to be moving as freely as he might be, but I think that's probably understandable mm. um after all the time out he's had and the seriousness of, of his injuries. But he got through got through seventy minutes, uh having got through forty five of the previous game. And so it's another, it's another step in the right direction. And um, and you know, speaking to, to, I spoke to Callum Gordon after that game as well, and he was just saying how how good it was to kind of play alongside mm. in the same team as him and 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 what a sort of good a good influence he had on the team. So that's that's sort of good to see as well.
1: Excellent. And uh, Steve, you'll obviously be delighted with this bit. There are uh, no games this weekend, so no predictions, no predictions. Uh, this week's podcast. I don't remember what mine was last week. We uh, your prediction was 1 1. Yeah. Chris was really? 2 1 to Derby. Mine was 3 so I was 1. All right.
0: Again, both teams scored. <laughs> Not starting. <laughs> basically we've all got it all completely got it wrong. wrong. We've all got it completely In fact, so far.
1: I did say 3 1 again.
0: Yeah, but for the wrong team.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 no.
0: <ain't> enough said. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, as I say, in- international break. Uh Already, I do just want to come on to this Because for me, after five games of a season you know It can work in both ways As we said for Derby County earlier They're going into this now on the back of a defeat They have to stew for pretty much two weeks on the back of a defeat For teams, you know, I'll give Cardiff City as an example They've made a storm in start to the season Now they have to put their season on hold for two weeks For, for the international break I mean, d- does this come too early in the season?
0: I, I mean, you'd have to look at how many kind obviously of, World Cup qualifiers at the and how many qualifiers mm. you've got to fit in before a certain time. Obviously, they all need to have qualified by December, is it? Or whatever, I can't remember. So I don't know how many qualifiers are left. So so they've got to fit them in somewhere. But you you would look at it and say, yes, it probably is. Mm. You know, as you say, because teams are just kind of getting into the... the, the kind of rhythm of things and then, and then it stops and uh, you either go into it on a high or go into it on a low, whatever and then suddenly when you return from the international Great, I think in, sep- in September Derby offers about seven matches mm. in a short space of time it's a quite a heavy programme, you know so it's qualifying you know, I think uh, I, I think the qualifying uh, it's probably you could point to it and look at the group say two main qualifying matches maybe you know, if you cut the amount of qualifying matches down somehow, then of course you wouldn't have to have as many breaks. So, but it is—it is early in the season, I think. Mm. Uh, but, but you know, well, I'm not sure. I think at any time, whenever you played them, you'd have the same thing, wouldn't you? You know, you'd say, "Oh, we're just eight games in. We're really flying at the moment. Then we've got to stop." Or mm. so it's—it's it's just international football, you know. I mean, I'm not a major fan of international football at all. Uh, but they they've obviously got this certain amount of qualifying games they've got to fit in they've got to fit it in before a certain mm. time. Chris, any thoughts?
2: I haven't really got an issue with it to be honest. Uh, it, it's been like that for a few years now. And, you know, as we say, got to you've got to get the games played at some point. Um, and I think teams do kind of look at these blocks of fixtures as as kind of chunks of fixtures to get through to the next break. And that's how they, and that's how they kind mm. of carve them up and. And there is a there is a sense of you go you know Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday very congested and then nothing for two weeks, but um, but I, I don't think it works too badly actually now and they I know they spread the they start spreading the international games over a few a number of days so they're not all on the Saturday mm-hmm. and, the, and the Sunday that sort of thing I think, I think that doesn't work too badly and um, and it just and the guys that are on international duty, it's it's something a bit different for them and obviously obviously. You know, proud moment if they get to represent their countries. I think it's. I think it makes a, 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 a bit of a,
1: you know, a, a nice change for them. Really. Mm. Ever the diplomat, isn't he? Yeah, I, that. I well, thought that was an opinion. <laughs> not been a diplomat, I'm the same that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. um, Four Rams as well on uh, international duty, so sort of keeping a, a close eye on how they get on.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, Richard Keogh, obviously, Robert yep. Vans. He's, yeah, you know, I think. And Richard, I think Richard deserves credit really there because I think he's forged a quite a very strong international mm-hmm. career, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh, very much a, a key figure in the squad now, uh, which is which is great for him. Uh, uh, Scotland, Chris Martin's in there. What well, would be nice for Chris Martin, I think, and not not only for Scotland but, but more so for Derby. I think you know Derby Dar- need Chris Martin in form. They need mm-hmm. him scoring goals. You know, and the sooner he kind of gets into that rhythm again. I think the best for Derby. So, so if going away with Scotland and he, if he can get a game and, and get a goal, it'd be fantastic for mm-hmm. him, you know. Uh, so I think that's important. Eketjanya's in there again. He's he's done a good job, you know, solid job for for Scotland. Yeah. Yet at Derby, he, he's not really getting a look in in, in mm-hmm. the first team picture at the moment. So, you know, interesting for all of them, really. But you know, I think I think catch will want to show that he, what he can do still. Mm. And I say it'd be great for Chris Martin if he could if he could uh, get back into that kind Chris Martin scoring goals. And then of course, you know, you've got Tom Tom Lawrence. Tom Lawrence, yeah. Uh again, Tom's still very new, isn't to everyone, we're still only seeing glimpses of, of what he's about. And you know, we're talking about international break at the right time, wrong time, you know. For Tom Lawrence I think he'd just he'd just be itching to get his mm. derby career up and running. You know, he's been a sub a few times. He'd just be he'd just really wanna be he'll be eager for that first kind of start in the league. Mm-hmm. That's what, what he'll want. Uh, but again, it, it's great for them. International going away, international football, fantastic for them. And if, if they do well, it can be a real boost for mm-hmm.
2: them. And it'll be interesting to see how Tom Luntz's move to Derby affects his international career. Mm-hmm. Because if he's getting a few more games at his club, um, that could have a beneficial effect yeah. uh, and that side of things. It, that that will help, of course. You know, yeah.
0: Because if you're in your first team, then uh, you've got much more chance on I mean, you've been selected
1: yeah. absolutely uh, I, I noticed that
0: you finished your coffee how how was it oh. it wasn't bad actually I do, <laughs> do I have to rate it out of ten like the players uh, yeah go, go on, go on. on I'll I out. think I give it
1: Six out of yeah, ten, 10 must do better wow. I feel, I feel like that's quite a harsh mark Do you feel gutted by that? I was expecting at least an 8 Really? Yeah No, yeah. no, no You've
0: got a long way to <laughs> go You've
2: got to got go. have some room for Yeah, there, so I mean you know, If I gave
0: you an 8 For your first one you've ever made It's then, not the then, first then, one then, then, you know <laughs> yeah. Where would you go after that? Yeah. So to I think, a 9 I think if a 6 It gives you that incentive To, to kind of make it a 7 or an 8 Next but, time But you forgot the In 6 months time When you make the next cup Absolutely not um, Anything else to add uh, to gentlemen? No, uh, I think i I say, it's uh, the international break for Derby on the back of that performance and result isn't a great time. Mm. It's, it is a long time to stew over the result, to dissect it, which we, which we which we've done, uh, to comment on it, and, and I'm sure for the players as well. You know, let, let's be fair to them. You know, they'll they'll be eager to get back out as well. So when they face Hull uh, City when they resume championship mm. action. they'll be be desperate to get out there and uh, put on a better performance. Mm.
1: Lovely stuff. Right, well, thanks uh, to everybody for for listening once again. Uh, We'll be back with you next week, uh, looking back on the transfer deadline day madness and uh, looking forward to Derby's clash with Hull City. Uh, In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at DerbyTelDCFC. We're on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash DerbyTelDCFC. And obviously keep up to date with all of our stories that's uk. Uh, you can also search for the podcast it's black and white on audio boom and itunes uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you soon